Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. Let's just get right into it, Michael Cohen. This is what I've been waiting to talk to you about, because on all of the past political beatdowns, you've been beating that drum and saying Donald Trump will not show up for direct testimony in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. And others said, but Donald Trump says he's showing up. Alina Habba says that it would only be a coward who would not show up. This was direct testimony, Donald Trump's time where he could tell his story, where he could go through the financials on direct exam with his lawyers, go through all of the statements. You know how Donald Trump on cross-exam wanted to just read and say whatever it is that he wanted to say. And the judge says, I'm not here to hear everything you have to say. I'm here to listen to your answers. Well, on direct examination in Donald Trump's case, his defense lawyers could have walked him through that. Donald Trump could have went on the narrative and talked about everything. So this was his shot, right? The same way uh, two weeks ago, Eric had the ability to testify and Eric decided, Eric Trump decided he was not going to testify. The leaders of the organization have the ability to defend themselves. Here's your opportunity. And you said Donald Trump is not showing up. And sure enough, just like he didn't show up in the case where he sued you for $500 million in federal court in the Southern District of Florida, once again, Donald Trump backs out. I want to show you a bunch of clips, but first, Cohen, I want to get your response. And there you see right here Donald Trump saying that uh, the trial is rigged. I did nothing wrong. I wanted to testify on Monday, even though I had already testified. He claimed successfully, which was not the case. But he goes, because of the gag order, which simply limits his ability to attack the judge's principal law clerk because of that gag order, which was affirmed to date by the appellate division in New York. He claims that that's why he wasn't able to testify because he had to attack the judge's law clerk when speaking about the valuations of his properties. Huh? Michael Cohen, I want to get your reaction, sir. Tell yeah. us about it. So look, this is one of the reasons why I am beyond, beyond thankful to each and every one of our political beatdown brigaders, because you were all here when I made that declaration. You heard me say it. You see, when Trump says, but I said it, I said it before, and I've, I've said it again and again, and then you turn and you say, where? We can't find it anywhere because you never said it here on political beatdown is when I said it first. Then, of course, I repeated it when I was on MSNBC and CNN and so on. But I said it first here to the brigaders. He's chicken shit. He will not he will not show up because it did not benefit him. There was no benefit for him whatsoever to appear. He already screwed up his first round. So why give prosecutors. Why give attorney general prosecutors a second bite at the apple to humiliate him and show that he has no ability whatsoever to tell the truth? So what does he do? I, I don't know if Salty, if you have the other one where he attacks me, now I'm a sleazebag, you know, um, lawyer, uh, liar, convict. I mean, this is 
Could you imagine a guy who is running for the presidency of the United States goes after Judge Ngoron, goes after Tish James, calling her peekaboo, all right, going after me, sleazebag, lying, felon, lawyer, yada, yada. The bad part about it, the bad part about what Donald does, and he knows what he's doing, which makes the whole thing much worse, is that you start to get the the animus and you get the attacks on social media and the phone calls and you start getting you know all of the hatred again from these maggots now the hardest thing ever is to discern which are real and which are not and it takes a lot of time literally this morning because i was up insanely insanely early one of the things that I started doing is I said, you know, fuck this already. I had enough. I'm going to start getting rid of a bunch of these bots, and I'm going to tag Elon Musk in each and every one of them. Hashtag bot, come on, Elon, right, at Elon Musk. He has to do something. The platform of Twitter, now X, is being ruined. It's being destroyed because you have these bot farms. All of a sudden, you get somebody saying the most vile, nasty shit you could possibly imagine. You go into that person, and they all say the same thing. They're all veterans, father or mother, Second Amendment, MAGA, pro-Trump, you know, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, it's and they're all from like 2020, 2012. 2021, they have 56 followers the whole night. They post like 10,000 times in the last, say, 30 days because they're bots and they're part of a bot farm. And I have begged Elon Musk when I spoke to him. We were doing this um, town hall on Twitter right after he had acquired it and before he changed the name. I asked him, point blank in front of about a million two um, in people that were listening. I was one of the speakers. And I said, Elon, tell me, please, as the new president, CEO, and owner of the platform, what are you going to do to put an end to the bots and the bot farms that are ruining this platform with the dissemination of misinformation, malinformation, um, misinformation, and hatred. I mean, because that's all that they do. They just spew more and more hatred. And so he had said that his team is working on it. Instead, this was crazy too. He he then decided he's going to get rid of blue check marks for legitimate people. And anybody can now buy a blue check mark for like $8 a month. And so these bot farms, what do they do? They just charge their client the additional eight dollars per, um, you know, per name uh, or per URL, whatever it is that they're using. So Elon Musk is making money off of the bots. The problem is that the bots have destroyed the platform, and it's why the platform has lost like fourteen billion dollars worth of value. So I'm not sure that. It's the right move for them. I know it's definitely the wrong move for all of us. So, you know, where do you go? I thought that Threads was going to be a great alternative. I think that's the one, if I'm not mistaken, Ben, that's owned by uh, Zuckerberg, uh, you know, with, um, yep. what is it, uh, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's associated with Instagram. Yeah, with Instagram. 
And um, I thought it would be bigger and better. It grew very fast in the first week, but then it petered out. And now, you know, it's it's just not the same. And it's just it's a, it's just a period of time before the bots start attacking that platform. So we'll see what happens. Oh, I think on Threads they're monitoring it. But look, we but have. I agree. I agree with our, with our with our you know brigaders. Threads is great. The problem is it hasn't picked up enough steam. That's the problem. Yeah, and look, I think that uh, this YouTube platform, I think it's about, I saw a recent study that shows, you know, 15 to 20% of people um, are getting their news now from YouTube. And uh, I think that legacy media is looking to figure out how, as people cut the cord, they can enter the digital space. And I think here on Political Beatdown, throughout the other Midas Touch Network shows, you know, our presence on digital, our fact-based approach is something that legacy media is trying to figure out how they bring their failing legacy media onto YouTube. And the good news is, is that at this point, we're growing more than they are here on this platform. So shout out to our brigaders. I want to go back, though, to what Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, if you want to call her that, uh, Alina Habak, she's also a spokesperson for the Political Action Committee, which is paying millions of dollars, like I think in the first six months, nearly $60 million on legal bills. Uh, just in this New York Attorney General civil fraud trial, about two and a half million dollars to experts, nine hundred thousand dollars to this one expert, Eli Bartov, who testified last week. But at the end of last week, this was Alina Haba um, saying that Donald Trump was absolutely going to take the stand on Monday. Play this clip. He is so firmly against what is happening in this court and so firmly for the old America that we know, not this America, that he will take that stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever they want because he's not afraid. People that are afraid cower. President Trump doesn't cower. We'll be back on Monday. Yeah, that didn't happen. Here's Alina Haba as well on Fox basically saying the same thing. Play this clip. <laughs> the former president from this testimony. Can you tell us now whether or not he will definitely testify on Monday, Alina? Yeah, let me be very clear. I discouraged the former president from getting on a stand with a gag order. I would never discourage the former president from testifying because, uh, quite honestly, our plan up until now was to have him testify. He always wanted to testify, and he should testify. When he has nothing to hide, it's the best thing you could do is put this great witness on that is going to stand up and tell you the truth. But the judge in this matter this week, we asked him to lift the gag order so that he could testify fully and completely. If he sees people whispering and creating a ruckus next to him, and he has a right to address that so that the record is complete, and so do his lawyers. Uh, that was why we said, this is not fair, this is rigged, this is a banana republic. Don't give them the, the energy of you coming in the room. Now, he already has took, taken the stand on this case. He took the stand on the case in the AG's case. Now we want him on our case, but I would say, and I still say, that having any client get on a stand with a gag order as limited or large as this is a First Amendment violation, and you should not respect the court and give them the opportunity to hear you. Mm. But he is going to take the stand regardless, and he will navigate it. So, Michael Cohen, and she gave that appearance right after this party that she was at right here at the Mar-a-Lago <laughs> place. I think we have the photo of, of, of the party. Um, but uh, yeah, there she is right there with Kimberly uh, Guilfoyle. 
She says, don't respect the court. It's a First Amendment violation that Donald Trump would be distracted by the ruckus. Only cowards don't testify. Donald Trump will not cower. Donald Trump was absolutely going to testify. But Cohen, they have no shame. Like they can say that (laughs) Donald (laughs) Trump will not show up and then they'll just run the same thing again. It's humiliating. You know, every time I listen to her and she speaks and she speaks this stupidity, all I keep hearing is like Ringling Brothers circus music. I mean, it's almost like she goes on this tirade. He's not going to cower. He's going to stand firm. He tells the truth. He's not afraid of anything. But I've told him that, you know, with a gag order, you don't want to do it, but he is going to do it. I have no idea which way is left or right. I don't know which box to fill out for jury trial and non-jury trial. I mean, talk about a clown. It's a clown show. And she comes out there. And she, I don't know, you know, Donald thinks because, you know, she's an attractive young lady that, you know, she is doing something for him, providing some type of a benefit. There is no benefit to a single thing that she utters. Every time she opens her mouth, she puts him in more and more danger. She puts him in more and more of harm's way. I mean, it's funny. You don't see, for example, like a Chris Kyes or the other guy, Cliff Robert, opening their mouth and saying anything. Yeah, you have your right to speak during the trial as his counsel, but The fact of the matter is Donald came here to New York. He shitted up traffic a a couple of times while he decided to move around to go here, to go there, and then all of a sudden decides that he's not going to show up uh, altogether. And then they come up with this lame-ass excuse of why he cannot, why he should not. Well, He's already testified. He's already given, you know, his testimony and and his testimony already exonerates him. And he won this case, but for Judge Angoron being, you know, a corrupt and uh, Attorney General Tish James, you know, being a racist and Michael Cohen being a sleazebag attorney. Hey, Salty, if you have that that, uh, Trump post, I would love, there we go, right? How about this one? In addition, to everything else in the fake and fraudulent case. Mind you, I want everybody to see all caps. And what that means is that Donald's angry, right? His <laughs> stubby little fingers hit the all caps button. That peekaboo, he's referring to Attorney General Tish James, has brought against me their so-called star and only witness, which isn't true. Sleazebag and disbarred former lawyer Michael Cohen admitted in court to repeatedly lying under oath. That's also not true. It was a total breakdown, a non-recoverable Perry Mason moment. I mean, obviously he's showing his age there. There was no Perry Mason moment. I mean, he comes out of the courthouse declaring total victory. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to me that the world sees something one way and Trump sees it a completely different way. And then all of a sudden, these maggots and the Alina Hobbes of the world, whatever it is that Donald's telling her to say, all of a sudden, you know, she doesn't believe this shit, you know? And believe me when I tell you, she's not getting paid, you know, in order to say any of this. I'm sure he's given her something. She, like Rudy Giuliani, probably owed a tremendous amount of money. He ain't paying it. 
I'm telling you right off the bat, they made probably some deal. She's going to get a base salary in regard to dealing with the pack as the spokesperson, whatnot. And now she's, I mean, she's not doing any law, right? What is she doing? She's out there regurgitating Donald Trump's lies and the bullshit again and again and again. And I will tell you, the part that makes it very difficult, especially difficult for me, and if you saw me on CNN last night with Laura Coates, I was talking about, for example, the DA's case. I have so much on top of my shoulders. I have so much of the hatred that's coming. When you know you see, for example, um, Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman, and they're suing Rudy Giuliani because he upturned their life with the hatred that came against them for the lies that he kept saying and dispelling over and over and over again. That's what Donald is doing. This is nothing shy of witness tampering, of obstruction of justice. Now, I applaud, as I have always, judging Goron's um, desire to protect his court staff, his law clerk, and so on. But hey, Your Honor, right? How about how about us witnesses, the ones that you subpoenaed, that the you know that the AG's prosecutors subpoenaed to come in and testify? What about us? What about me? What about my family? What about the hate that Donald Trump is causing to, you know, be launched against me? Against me? This is not right. Why would anybody want to put themselves or subject themselves to this sort of, you know, to this sort of um, uh, hatred? And I know I don't. And I said it on Laura Coates yet, but I would prefer, for example, with the Manhattan DA case that should start sometime in March or April, depending upon what happens with the Jack Smith case. I'd prefer to be very honest with you, not even to, you know, not even to be involved. Let them find somebody else to deal with some of this hatred. I mean, it's it's overwhelming. You know, one of the things because Donald Trump's not paying out of his pocket for Alina Habba and Chris Keis and others. It's mostly, if not all, being paid by the political action organization. Alina Habba is actually getting paid very well. On the last uh, financials released by the Trump PAC, she made about $1.5 million for a six-month period of time. My own estimate, I haven't seen the most recent financials, but I would expect that number to be probably somewhere in the three to five million dollar range. So she's actually getting paid quite well, not by Donald Trump, but by the Trump Political Action Organization, the same group that paid the expert about $900,000 who testified at the end of last week and the other experts in a case where Donald Trump has already lost on summary judgment, a total of two and a half million dollars. But I got to read the new uh, statement of financials, see how accurate those <laughs> even are as it relates to the Trump Political Action Committee when the new ones uh, get released. But this is part of a playbook that Donald Trump runs where he says that he's going to testify. And then Alina Habba goes out there, or Trump goes out there and says, I will testify. I'm not a coward. And then he is a coward and he doesn't show up. By the way, that happened with you, Michael Cohen, when you set Donald Trump's deposition. He ran the playbook. His lawyer did, what, three to five appearances, maybe more, like five or six appearances, saying Trump's going to show up. Let's move the date here. Let's move the date there. And you and I were both saying, 
He's going to dismiss this case. He's too big of a coward Mm -hmm. to show up. And what you have to do, though, to make these predictions is, number one, you you have to know the fascist when you see one. And Michael Cohen knows Donald Trump better than anyone. But the same way a meteorologist can look at the clouds and predict rain doesn't mean you're always going to be right or predict a sunny day or predict general weather patterns. You, you can do the same thing here by looking at data points. So this was when the January 6th committee, recall when they subpoenaed Donald Trump, right? Alina Haba did the exact same thing. She showed up on TV, said he was going to show up. I mean, it's almost an identical interview to the ones we previously showed you. Play this clip of Alina Haba back from October 25th of 2022, when she says that Trump will testify before the January 6th committee in response to their subpoena. Play the clip. He's got a couple options here. He can ignore the subpoena and maybe run into a Bannon world, or he can go and plead the fifth, or he can go and, and testify. Any idea what you think he's going to do and what would you recommend? I would recommend that he cooperate because when you have nothing to hide, that's what I always recommend. The same reason that he always uh, comes out and, and speaks on any of my cases. He um, has no issue being deposed, even though the left-wing media would like to pretend that he does. He has no issue being subpoenaed and answering questions about what happened that day. And and he shouldn't. Um, what he did was very public. And it, it was really nothing um, other than to say to uh, go out peacefully, as we know. Um, what- and then again, in the E. Jean Carroll federal trial against Donald Trump for defamation and sexual abuse, where he was found liable for both defamation and sexual abuse, a judgment entered against him for $5 million. Donald Trump fled the country. He went to Scotland and Ireland, held a shovel, acted like he was building something there when he wasn't building anything at all, ran away from the country, and then gave a press conference there saying that he was going to return and <laughs> confront the woman. Play this clip of Donald Trump from Scotland. Play it. I have to leave early. I don't have to, but I choose to. Will you attend the trial, Mr. President? I'll probably attend. And I think it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace that it's allowed to happen. It's called false accusations against a rich guy, or in my case, against a famous, rich, and political person that's leading the polls by 40 points. And I have to go back for a woman that made a false accusation about me. And I have a judge who's extremely hostile. And I'm going to go back. And I'm going to confront this one. This woman is a disgrace, and it shouldn't be allowed to happen in our country. You 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 don't feel like a victim. And then you have him say right there, it's the same exact script. Just replace the judge, replace the case. It is Trump Mad Libs. It's Judge Ngoron. It's Judge Kaplan, right? It's New York Attorney General Letitia James. It's Roberta Kaplan. It's Jack Smith. It's Fulton County District Attorney Phony Woods. Did you ever notice? Did you ever notice though, Ben, when you know, when it's somebody that does something that benefits him, all of a sudden, the very, very smart, the very important, the very prestigious individual, Steve Bannon, Alex Jones. He's talking about, you know, um, this guy Bartov, 
uh, you know, the uh, the last witness uh, on behalf of the defense who got paid like nine hundred thousand dollars in order to review the documents. I mean, Eli Bartov, could you imagine this shit? All of a sudden, the highly respected, the the very well-known and well-documented. But anybody that disagrees with him, sleazebag, dirtbag, liar, felon, convict, you know, um, disgraced, you know, peekaboo, corrupt, fraudulent. I mean, it's really, it's he's so simple to see. And, the, and what frustrates me, and I'm certain it frustrates all of the brigaders, is the fact that we see it. It is crystal clear. Well, you don't have to take Michael Cohen's word for it. Don't take Ben Micellis's word for it. Don't take any of our, don't listen to the pundits on TV or, you know, just listen to Donald. Listen to what he's saying to you. Every single person, all of a sudden, now you have Steve Miller, the highly acclaimed, you know, writer. You got Jason Miller, you know, the, the political guru. You got, I mean, you say to yourself, what? What are you talking about? Where did this even come from? And it's, you got Cash Patel. Could you imagine? You got this guy, Mike Davis. Oh, the esteemed Mike Davis. I can show you video where that's how he was talking about me going back into 2017 when he was doing a um, a fundraiser at the Trump National in uh, D.C., I should say the old post office. He was doing one there, and he's talking about me for like a minute, praising me. I'm the greatest. I'm a great friend, a great attorney, a wonderful guy. The whole bit now, all of a sudden, sleazebag this. Why? Why? Because he doesn't like what it is that I'm saying. Well, I understand that he doesn't like it. Well, if you didn't like it, then maybe you shouldn't have done it. I mean, that's just the, it's just the way it goes. He's so transparent. And why, why this part of the country that supports him, why they don't see it for themselves, why they're so blind and deaf to it, I don't know. I truly don't know. I don't understand. There needs to be pushback to it, though. I mean, and the issue is, is that there's a right-wing disinformation, powerful echo chamber funded by billions of dollars to achieve a very specific result for the MAGA crew. And they pump it out every single day. And then you turn to a legacy media. You turn to what is, you know, a CNN covering or a Washington Post or a New York Times. And they want to ignore all of this stuff. And then they act like, Look, we just we can cover this. I mean, we we don't want to give him the time of day. Well, okay, but then you do give him the time of day because then you promote the propaganda that he does, and you pump out the stuff that he wants to pump out, and you all attend the steakhouses with him, and when they're and and, and his team, and 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 go to all the parties with them, and then you pump out the disinfo that becomes highly highly problematic and. You know, what we can't forget right here, why we need to keep people's attention on this is the danger, the grift, the lies, the weirdness. And we need to say we, the United States of America, we, the people, deserve better than this. Fascism wants to make you believe and that following believe that this is what you deserve. It's abusive. This is what you deserve. Here's the trickle down. Let us trickle down breadcrumbs to you. Take it. 
you this is what you deserve. No, we deserve democracy. What made America a special place is that we deserve better. We, the people, deserve our freedoms. We deserve our rights. We deserve the ability to thrive. We don't want this Trump, Putin-style oligarchy. And let me just show you the weirdness. This happened, Cohen, right before the show. This is not a parody. This is real. You know these Trump NFTs? He's released Series 1, oh Series 2. He's now again. announced Series 3. But there they are right there. And what does this look just like to you? What do these look like? To me, this looks just like North Korea propaganda. There's that photo. Take a look at Kim Jong-un's father, Kim Jong-il. Like we used to look at these photos, right, and say, this is some madness. You, you remember the South Park movies that would kind of mock this authoritarianism? And we'd be like, what in the world is this? Well, now this is what the MAGA Republicans stand for. You take a look at those NFTs. They look almost identical to that North Korean propaganda. So Donald Trump today made another big announcement. Now, what I'm about to show you is not AI. This is real, a real video that Donald Trump put out about the third series of NFTs and that if somebody buys 47 of them, I think he will cut off a piece of the suit that he wore when he was booked in Fulton County and give it as a gift. Play this clip. Favorite President Donald J. Trump with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from, the Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're going to get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids and grandchildren. With the purchase of 47 of the Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. We just had our first dinner for my collectors and we had. All right. You get the point right there. Cohen, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get your reaction, Cohen. I want, I want to get your reaction to it, but we got to take our first quick break of the day. Then we'll get your reaction. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have a family that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible, is so important. We could all benefit from heart healthy energy. One of the best ways to get some by supporting your blood pressure and circulation. Super Beats Heart Chews are an easy and convenient way to support healthy blood pressure. They're plant-based and stimulant-free, so you get a green boost without the jitters. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. Super Beats Heart Shoes are incredibly delicious and so much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Super Beat Heart Shoes each morning and it's really kickstarted my morning routine. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. Super Beats 
Beats Heart Shoes supports healthy circulation. So you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive, heart-healthy energy without the crash. Double your potential with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to beatdownbeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at beatdownbeats.com, spelled B-E-A-T-D-O-W-N-B-E-E-T-S.com. Have a great day. Michael Cohen, can you believe that what I showed you is real, that this is the leader in the Republican Party, that they rally behind that? It's so embarrassing. I mean, could you imagine? First of all, I hope nobody gets the backside of Trump's suit. You'll know it, right? Yellow in the front, brown in the back. He is, hands down, the most disgusting human being that you could imagine. I mean, first of all, they're doing these trading cards now because it's around the time of Art Basel. That's when they started the very first one, thinking they're going to sell the NFTs. Where he got the idea, just so you know, when it comes to the trading cards, they're going to attach a piece of his suit to it. They do that with sports, you know, with athletes where like a basketball player, it's a piece of the athlete's jersey in a special card. And those cards actually really can, um, you know, they can fetch some real serious numbers. I cannot possibly imagine 47 cards you have to buy in order to get a piece of his suit, and then you get invited to Mar-a-Lago, you know, for a dinner. I mean, this is this is really hysterical. I mean, I don't even know, is this a presidential campaign? Is this some sort of a Saturday Night Live skit? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And the fact that he would, the fact that he would actually even do this, think about it. I want you to think about it. how much money do you think that they could possibly pull down? Now, regardless of how many crazy, stupid maggots that there are that may buy it, they're each they're like a hundred dollars for each one of the cards. If I'm if it's the same as last, it was ninety nine dollars per card. So you're talking about forty seven hundred dollars that some of these people are going to pay in order to get a card. And in order to get invited to Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, and I want to be clear about this, I know he likes to say this over and over and over again. It's not his home. It's not his home. It is a country club. It's a social club. And so, you know, everything that he says, sadly, is a lie. And this liar is the guy who's leading the Republican pack. I mean, I'm so... I'm so fed up. And, you know, we had this conversation with our um, Patreon members the other day when we all got together on the, um, on the call and the Zoom, and I really had a great time. But I shared something that I want to share, you know, here again, and hopefully there'll be an opportunity for some of you to join us as well, because we really do need to grow, not just that part of the platform, but the political beatdown platform as well. We must put a stop to this orange Mandarin Mussolini maniac. We must put a stop to him because our democracy depends on it. This goes beyond 
what Vladimir Putin does, what Kim Jong-un does. This is a whole nother level of insanity. And I'm so fed up. I really am. I'm so fed up with every time the loony does something crazier, every time a moron like Alina Haba comes out and says something, every time they make a move, a move you know, whether it's a delay tactic or whatnot, he rises in the poll, especially the polls on the GOP side. Now, a bunch of a bunch of you have made comments. I don't buy any of those polls. By the way, neither do I. I want to be clear about that. Neither do I. I don't believe that he's beating Joe Biden in the polls. I don't believe that blacks, Muslims, Gen Zers are now, you know, interested in seeing Trump as a president for obvious reasons. But it's a toss-up. And can we really, as a community, can we really, as a nation, afford another four years of that maniac, a guy that's putting out and grifting off of NFTs? And by the way, aren't NFTs of the past? I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about an NFT in well over a year. It came, it went. It's it's almost like um, remember how uh, Bitcoin right was like the freaking rage. It was like almost a hundred thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Now it's at about thirty some odd thousand. I mean, you know, this is what happens. It was like a fad, and I can't, I cannot believe that a potential future president is out there hawking NFTs. I don't, and especially NFTs that have him, you know, uh, in, in, in uh, you know, like if he had Arnold Schwarzenegger's body right after Mr. Olympia or as an astronaut or as a, you know, uh, a superhero with lasers coming out of his eyes. It's, it, if that doesn't show you how batshit crazy the guy is, I don't know what will. I'm just, me- I'm frustrated, Ben. Oh, I mean, when you it's it's humiliating not to him and MAGA because they have no shame, but as an American, it is and it's just embarrassing. I'm like, you ick yuck! Like, what the heck? Like, what the heck is it? It, it, It's even different than just the dangerousness. It's just freaking gross. Like that, that, and could you imagine Cohen just for a second? If President Biden did that, even as a joke, don't you believe that if President Biden did that, that it would be front page news on New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, that Democrats would be calling for President Biden's resignation? Do you have any doubt, Cohen, that that would take me? I'd be. I'd be like, yo, he's I'd like, yo, Cohen, page, he's not, he's not well. He got, he got, he's got to go. Front page of the New York Times. In fact, what I would recommend to President Biden right now would be to create a single NFT card superimposing his face on Donald's body. Oh, I, I have a better be one. I like that, Cohen, that but he can, do a good, he can do a good troll. He can do a thing where he's like, I'm President Biden. I am not 
going to be cutting off my suit and selling you a piece of my suit for $4,700. What I will be doing, though, is fighting for infrastructure, fighting for healthcare, fighting for reproductive rights. It would be the perfect troll. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not going to be doing it. But what I will be doing are these things because this is what matters. If you're looking for me to be on an NFT card, if you're looking for me to sell my the pieces of my suit or sell you gold cards, you know what? That, that's not what I do. Good luck. If you no. care about things, that would, that would absolutely right. crush right there. Let me throw one more onto it. So it would be, again, Joe Biden's face superimposed on Donald's body, and it would say, right, President Joe Biden, his date of birth, right? And then it would say six foot three, 235 pounds, right? And it would say man, woman, person, camera, TV, right? That's what it should say. And I just think that would be the funniest troll possible. I just do. I think it, I think that's the way that you sort of throw it back into the guy's face. I also bet you that the people who are spending $4,700 on a piece of Trump suit and buying this NFT are the same people who are complaining that uh, prices are too high and they're complaining about the economy. Meanwhile, they're taking their hard-earned money and they're spending it to help a so-called billionaire pay for expert witnesses and horrible lawyers and stupid NFT cards and then go and complain, but the economy, but the economy, and ignore the actual data that the GDP right now was up 5.2% in the third quarter, America is leading all G7 nations in terms of GDP growth, and our economy is now growing faster than China's economy. But I got to bring this back, though, to some court cases as well, and I got to get your take on it. Rudy Giuliani in court, federal court for a defamation case brought against about them or implications and lied about them harvesting votes and acting like drug dealers, I think he said, and taking votes and switching votes from uh, Donald Trump to Biden. They lied. I mean, he lied about them. He destroyed their lives. And so they wanted their day in court. They sued him for defamation. Giuliani did not meet the court deadlines. He tried executing a stipulation to avoid discovery, admitting to liability, but couldn't even accomplish that. Ultimately, Judge Beryl Howell, the federal judge in Washington, D.C., said, enough. You violated court orders this entire time. I'm holding you in default. You are being found liable. And because you refuse to show any documents about your net worth as required by these discovery orders, I am making an adverse inference against you, Rudy Giuliani. The jury will be instructed that you are trying to hide your financial condition and they should assume that it is higher than what you are claiming it is because of your fraud and concealment. So the first day of trial was yesterday. Today's the second day of trial. After the first day of trial, Rudy Giuliani goes out, holds a press conference, and then further defames Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. We have the video clip. Let's play it. And then I want to get your reaction, Michael Cohen. Play the clip. If we have the clip, well, we'll get the clip in a second, but he did, <laughs> he's going to load the clip um, if we've got the clip, but Michael Cohen, what is your response to that? Look, we all know 
that Rudy Kaludi drunken Giuliani is an absolute despicable disgrace of a uh, of a former mayor who held legitimately such high esteem by so many people. He's so entrenched into this cult of Trump. And you know what? I want to take that back just a little bit. It's not about the cult of Donald Trump. He's doing it in order to help himself. You know, I heard something today on, I think it was MSNBC in the morning. Did you know this? I didn't know this, that at one point in time, Giuliani, because of his Giuliani partners, his firm was making like close to $100 million in consulting deals. He had seven homes around the country. Could you imagine? And now all of those, of course, are gone. And more important, that fact that they're gone, he has no money. He was is now obligated. He owes money to his ex-wife pursuant to the divorce decree. He's going to have to pay Shay and Moss and uh, Ruby Freeman, God knows how many millions of dollars, none of which he has. Um, you know, this is a real, I mean, you want to talk about, look, I know what it's like when you get beaten and you lose so much. You know, if you've read Revenge or if, even if you read Disloyal in both books, I talk about how much money that I had lost you know, and I'm not shy to say it. It's all I lay the whole thing out. It's it's so hard. It's so hard to to comprehend that anybody that is with Donald, and I don't care whether it's a Rudy Giuliani or Michael Cohen. It will be the Alina Habas too. He's going to eventually tire of her bullshit. All right, he will ultimately turn on you. And everything that you have, everything that you earned throughout your whole life, all of your accomplishments will end up getting washed right down the toilet and thrown into this dumpster of Donald. And Donald doesn't give a shit. And Rudy really better wake up. He really better wake up because this is only the first of several civil lawsuits that are pending against him. He has become a laughing stock. I mean, nobody can look at him without remembering the brown, you know, hair dye dripping down his face at the Four Seasons landscaping parking lot in front of a morgue and a sex shop. I mean, that's what Rudy Giuliani has become. He's just become a laughing stock of this country. He's become a you know, a laughing stock really of the world. And he is a perfect example of the people that Donald Trump right now has supporting and, you know, and right now um, around him. It's really, it's, it's beyond crazy. And like I said before, I'm frustrated, I'm discouraged, I'm angered, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted from this whole thing. Well, as I say, lean on me, lean on me. It's all good. You could be frustrated and exhausted. One of the great things about this community is we're all allowed to feel exhausted sometimes. You know, this is the political beatdown, but it look, it's okay to admit sometimes when we feel a little bit beat down. There are going to be times where I feel that way, and I'm going to need to lean on you. There are times when you and the I was going to change the name from political beatdown. 
to emotional beatdown. I mean, but you know the the the, it's, the thing it's that man. The, the thing that fascism relies on, though, authoritarianism relies on, is they flood the zone with so much disinformation, so much hate, so much grift, so much grossness. The Giuliani's and the Alina Habas and the Cash Patels and the and the Trumps of the world and the Steve Bannons, they don't give a crap. There is no shame. There is no low. It is raw power and try to manipulate and destroy the confidence of the electorate. That is what they are hoping for. And so the thing that we all have to realize, though, is, 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 is you know, let's, let's take a step back when we feel that way, you know, and we could turn, I mean, this is to everybody in the beatdown brigade. You know, let's we could turn off social media for a day or two. We can disassociate from reading all of the news every single day. And I want everybody in the brigade to know whether it's Michael Cohen or anybody watching this, though, we could lean on each other as part of this beatdown community. And you'll see me sometimes where I look tired. There's sometimes I look we're in this together. And the pro-democracy community is going to prevail. I want to show you. We've got that clip right now. Here is Rudy Giuliani outside of court. <laughs> Day one of trial, further defaming Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. Play this clip. Whatever happened to them, which is it's unfortunate if other people overreact, but everything I said about them is true. Do you regret no. what you did to Sh Ruby Freeman? Of course Freeman? I don't regret I told the truth. They, they were engaged in changing votes. There's no proof of that. Oh, you're damn right there is. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're not going to tell you. We've lost in all the... But, but we have the only people who have... In order for you to believe this crap, the only people who ever have the truth, everybody else is a liar. It's Donald Trump and Giuliani. That's about it. Sometimes Alina Abba. And... They don't want to tell anybody. They want to keep it so secret as part of their master plan, according to them, that they lose in all of the courts. They, they don't share it or they lie about it to the court. So they intentionally lose everything so that then just you wait. And it is so pathetic versus here's the data. Here are the facts. Here's a declaration from somebody proving the allegation. That is ultimately what I'm looking for here. And by the way, in the Trump-related cases, Trump's not ever arguing, I'm not liable, I didn't do it. What he's trying to argue, I have king-like immunity. I have absolute presidential immunity to commit criminal acts. Or he argues, delay, delay, delay. Or he argues, I need to be able to attack the judge's law clerk, or else, how am I going to be it's able? It's not to even. It's not even crimes that were committed during the time that he was president. I could understand certain allegations of presidential immunity, depending upon, of course, what the actual action is. But he believes, as a former president, that you have a get out of jail free card for life. That this is just, you know, ad infinitum. You can continue to do whatever you want. And all you need to do is assert executive immunity, which 
Alina Haba keeps talking about. And again, it's why it's so exhausting. So many people in this country. And my, my you know, something we also talked about. And I'm again, I, I can't say it enough how thankful I am for this community, for Midas Touch Network, for my other podcast, Maya Culpa, uh, for that community as well, where we talk about stuff like this. I want to be really clear about something. And I want people to really listen very carefully. This 2024 election is, without exaggeration, going to be the most important election at least in the last 150 years, because democracy is hanging from a shoestring. Why, it, why is it that the polls are showing what the polls are showing? I believe a lot of it is driven by media's need to make profit, and it gets people to watch. And when people watch, the advertisers step up, I don't believe any of these polls. I believe that they are all manipulated um, and they're manipulated in order to achieve a desired result. What will cause Donald Trump to return to the White House with a win in 2024 is apathy. And that word needs to be stricken from our tongues, very much like the word Trump. But apathy is the only thing that will put Trump back into the White House. The apathy about not showing up, not engaging in communities like this, not sharing this with friends and getting more people to join our community so that we can ensure that that blue wave. I'm nervous, and I want to be clear about it. I am nervous about apathy. and. One thing that I know Ben and myself, that we will keep doing up until that November election day, we will continue to try to push everyone, myself included. We will need to push one another to ensure that you are fully registered, that your friends are, and that everyone gets to the poll. Because the only way that this, that this guy can win is if enough Democrats don't show up. There are enough of us out there. There are enough people in the middle, the independents, the silent majority, as we called it in 2016. There's enough of them that say, no, 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 hold on a second. This immigration scenario that Trump wants to instill uh, on day number one, un-American. The attacks on um, the right to separate between church and state. Come on, whether you are or you're not Christian, it doesn't make a difference. We are not a Christian nationalist country. Whether you have someone who you know, you care about, a colleague, a co-worker, whoever, who may be part of the LGBTQ plus community, that they are being completely... Um, ignored and harmed, uh, the transgender community, the same thing, you know, whether you believe that fracking in oil, you know, uh, drilling is the only way for America. And, I, you know, look, I'm not 100% against it. So that's why, you know, these things that Donald says that are attractive to these maggots. But you start to look at the things that Ben 
constantly talks about, and that's the humanity, the decency, the the love, the the American value that has been instilled in this country since its found, you know, since its formation. We're losing that, and we must ensure that we stay vigilant. And when I say vigilant, I'm talking about vigilant at the polls. We need to ensure that when we show up there, we show up with such a force that all of these pundits, and many of them have been wrong so many times in the past, we need to ensure that they are wrong and dead wrong so that the democracy continues and that we leave the country better for our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and future generations to come. Otherwise, I don't even, I don't even know what's going to happen. Forget about to this country, to the whole world. A lot of briefing taking place before the United States Supreme Court and the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals by Special Counsel Jack Smith's team seeking to try to expedite as fast as possible proceedings relating to Donald Trump's claim of absolute presidential immunity. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals set a briefing schedule on the issue of expediting the appeal. We'll be hearing from Donald Trump's lawyers and then a reply from special counsel Jack Smith by December 14th. Also, the United States Supreme Court is expediting the briefing on whether or not they should hear this case on an expedited basis, even before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals rules. And as we were recording, Donald Trump's lawyers filed their reply brief um, uh, opposing any continuation of the Washington, D.C. federal proceedings while their appeal is pending, arguing that their appeal under Supreme Court precedent triggers a stay of the district court uh, proceedings. And, um, you know, it will be a tough call for Judge Tanya Chutkin. There is a body of case law that suggests during interlocutory appeals of certain types of cases and a case called Coinbase involving arbitration stays or pauses a district court case. It's not in the context of a claim of absolute presidential immunity where the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has already held that Donald Trump's conduct relating to the insurrection constitutes election activity and is actually not subject to civil absolute presidential immunity. So there are distinctions there, but nonetheless, it's not a slam dunk by special counsel Jack Smith by any means. So we'll see what Judge Tanya Chutkin does there. We'll see the briefing in the Supreme Court and before the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. But it does look like the Supreme Court and the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals understand that there is an urgency here, at least based on the moves they made over the past 24 hours. We've done a lot more hot takes on those subjects and going where we go far more in depth. But Michael Cohen, let me throw it to you for any closing words that you have. And I know you had a great time with all of the brigaders who joined our Zoom meeting on Monday at patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Talk to us. Uh, let me just say, if you are in a position to join uh, our Patreon, be great to see you, answer your questions, interact with you. We're going to be doing another one before the end of the month like to finish the year off strong that way. Uh, have not done my 
two fingers salute. By the way, interest. I love that photo. If we have one, I would love for everybody to see. Uh, we had multiple, multiple, we had hundreds of people that were on it uh, giving the two fingers salute. Uh, that was a nice little family photo there. Two fingers salute today goes to MAGA Mike Johnson with this whole nonsense of turning this country into a uh, Christian nationalist country to those like, including uh, the judge there, the attorney general uh, in Texas for what he's doing to this poor young girl, uh, Cox, uh, who, you know, unfortunately has a issue uh, and will not be uh, successful in delivering a live child and they're forcing her to have left the state and anybody that helps her could be prosecuted. This is not normal. Fuck you all, all right? You are fucking up our country. You are making it impossible, impossible to live. This is not the way that I've spent the last 57 years of my life growing up and seeing we're supposed to be adding adding civil rights and adding rights to people's lives, not taking them away, not restricting them, not telling a woman what she can and cannot do with her body, what decisions that she can and cannot make. This is not normal for this country. It's ruining what America stands for. And to all of them who are doing this and continuing to just destroy our democracy. Again, why it's so important that we all stay united and vigilant and so on. To all of them, fuck you. To all of you who are, again, with us in order to do the right thing, nothing but love. Nothing but love. Michael Cohen, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching this episode of Political Beatdown. Uh, really appreciate everybody's support. It was great seeing everybody there on the uh, Zoom meeting. So thanks to everybody who attended and just thanks to this community in general. And, and I really meant what I said uh, before, you know, which is, you know, as, as we head into 2024, there's going to be great days. There's going to be not so great days. And um, that's okay. That's life. And we can lean on each other um, and do not let kind of the hate and the disinfo and the lies out there win. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, you know, take some time for yourself in 2024. Take some time for yourself over the next, you know, few weeks. You know, you deserve it. And we'll be in this together. Um, we will be working tirelessly, doing our best. It's all we can do every single day. Democracy matters. And we're going to keep on making sure we do everything we can to support, protect, and defend our democracy. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.